Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Podcast UK and today's guest is the one and only Jack. Jack, how are you my friend? I'm doing great today, James. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's a pleasure to talk anything mental and emotional health related. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know it's a tough subject, but I really do appreciate you You know, messaging me and wanting to come on and help others. Um, how's your day been so far? Has it been good? Day's been productive. It's um, being the life of the self-employed. is uh, It's a rollercoaster journey. But uh, if you were to tell me, James, that I was going to be in this position, you know, when I was in that really dark place with my mental health, yeah, I would have thought you were talking about a different person and being in a different world. So no matter kind of what, what encounters or obstacles I have in my life, yeah. I still look back and think I'm just grateful for actually being happy, my happiest version of myself again. Yeah, that's what I like to wear, definitely. And um, I know you said you was in that dark place. Do you remember when that started off? it's hard to there wasn't a certain day it was more like a gradual process and I remember that process starting when I was in um so year 12 at school so I was um in a sick form and the it started to become um you know quite disruptive to my quality of life because it started off really being bit of anxiety you know which a lot of teenagers um encounter um but that anxiety turned into quite um well severe social anxiety and i know anxiety is a very loose term and sometimes you know people don't can't put their finger on what it means but to me what you know the social anxiety i had was it was you know it was affecting my quality of life on a daily basis um i used to be this sociable person and uh, as I went into school, into sick form, uh, that kind of social element on my life uh, became less and less because I was starting to avoid social situations, making ex- any excuse to not go. I was avoiding my like good mates. And that's when I was noticing, I was like, oh, am I just, you know, changing as a person? That's what I thought it was at the time. Yeah. So that's when it started, James, at school. I th- originally thought it was um, a change in me as a character, but I didn't actually realise, you know, what anxiety is and your mental state is just an actual kind of, it's neurolo- neuro- neurological, I'll get out in the end, uh, processes that happen in your brain. But obviously, I'm not aware of that at the time. I just thought yeah. it was me becoming a different version of myself. That's where it all started at school. And... Um, I would just want, you know, younger kids out there just to be aware of these processes going on where it's not actually them changing as a person. It's, it's potentially, you know, warning signs of you might be going through a process of your anxiety um, inside of your head is increasing and it's becoming more destructive. So just bringing that awareness for kids today, I think that's really important because I never had that awareness. Yeah, definitely. When you started to, um, you know, feel like it was just you maturing in age of or whatever you want to call it, you do think, all right, something's not right here. Should I go to the doctor and just say, I just don't feel right? Did you ever go and ask like anyone, like, I feel different, something's just not right? No, I didn't think to uh, even ask anyone, James, because also I didn't really know back then what mental health was. 
Like yeah. I, I understood like mental health is, you know, are you happy or not? That's kind of the simplistic nature I had of mental health because yeah. I was 17 back then. I was compared to now, um, you know, still, well, a little boy. Yeah, so yeah. when we were going through school compared to now, there was less focus on mental health. And I didn't really know, even if there, if I did want to go and see someone, how to go about that. Yeah, yeah, and I think kids these days, you know, the Gen Z population, I do think, think they're genuinely a lot more switched on. Yeah, and uh, schools now are very much more focusing on mental and emotional health and elements of you know social media or growing up. I felt like I didn't have that so much at school. Um, I don't know if you felt the same, but um, no, I didn't reach out to anyone at all. I just kind of kept it in. I just thought to myself, this is me becoming a new version of myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand that, yeah. It was similar to me in school as well, really. It wasn't really mentioned a lot. Um, and the same with, you know, people older than us. It was just the era that no one's allowed to talk about anything. You've got to, be, you've got to man up. You've got to, mm. You know, you, um, you can't cry. You can't do any of that. But now, in today's society, mental health being talked about a lot, you know, it's being more open out there and trying to get people to say, oh, if something's not right, just talk about it, just open up. Mm. Whereas in school when we was or all of the nose, it was just like, yeah, we'll just get by. We'll just get on with it. Mm, baby right. steps. But, but yeah. you mentioned that term man up. Yeah. I absolutely can't, you know, stand that word yeah. or the term manly, because the way I see it, James, you know, there's this whole pre, pre, preconditioned idea in our heads from maybe our parents' generation or grandparents' generation just to be manly. But yeah, yeah. to me, you know, when I look back, I always see it as, you know, being being manly in the context of this conversation, although I never use that term, you know, for me, I see it as actually taking responsibility and kind of confronting, you know, maybe something's not right here uh, because what we've been told to bottle things up and to man up, that's actually kind of running away from your problems or things that are going on inside. And for me, that's actually a complete switch. I don't see manly as bottling things up. I see manly um, in terms of just confronting your problems and maybe your life situation head on. Because at the end of the day, when you confront it head on, that is how you bring awareness into the situation. And that's the first step for empowering and lasting change. Um, yep. so yeah I really do hope in five years or so time people stop using the words like man up or uh, be more manly because it's just a pre-dinosaur conditioned phrase which needs to be abolished yeah like if someone turned around to me um, and I was going through something and they said oh just man up just get on with it it'd be like whoa but if they mm. turned around and said like man up and just tell me what's up with you then I'd be like alright okay like you know, man mm. up, man up. You're being brave enough to to say what's wrong with you there and then. Um, mm. I don't agree with saying the word man up, like you said. Not at all. But yeah, it's it's just that society, isn't it? So that was year twelve for you. Mm. Um, and did it just start getting worse then on? It did start getting worse, and each skipped social event you know each time I avoided say a friend or a party whatnot yeah that just gets worse you know the, the more you kind of miss these things it's catch-22 isn't it you your brain wants you to miss it because it's like trying to protect you yeah um, but actually that makes it worse so it's it got worse and worse and 
I always remember there was one New Year's Eve where my friends were just having a little gathering at a, at a house and I was invited and I said I was going to go. But then it got to it and then I just made up the most random excuse. And I don't know if they bought it or not. I think they did. But my whole point being was I was sat there New Year's Eve. My parents were out. My sister was out. And I was just there watching TV by myself with the dog. And I was, and I, that was when I had a moment being like, what is my life? Yeah. But I didn't really understand the fact that it was still me having mental health issues. Yeah. I just thought at that moment, I just thought, God, I'm being a bit of a saddo. That's yeah. the self-talk I was having in my head. And I knew in that point, you know, I wasn't feeling myself. But then again, I didn't realise kind of the process I was going through from kind of anxiety into, you know, more destructive um, mental state. Because the anxiety, the social anxiety was a bit of a gateway into um, depression at uni. Yeah. See, university, completely different environment school, yeah. different life stage. And you think when you do go to uni, it's going to be the best years of your life. But for some people like myself, it wasn't. It was actually the hardest right. and that's where the mental health issues got really really bad yeah so yeah so that's a completely long story i don't want to bore everyone with it but it's important to get certain things i've learned out there too yeah and um I don't, did you did you go to university yourself or college or uh no not really i was a bit of a i don't know a bit of a i say a naughty kid around 16 17 I didn't know what I had to do. wasn't the best in school. Um, got bullied, so I was scared of going into another environment of being mm. that, that person again. Mm. Um, so I never really got the chance to experience college full-time or university or anything like that. And that's just uh, an unfortunate event, really. But like mm. you were saying then about um, when you were saying to like your friends and hoping that they bought the story, like... People nowadays will just be like, "Oh, like, oh, he's going home. He's being boring, or, or you know, stuff like that." And you're sat at home and you're thinking, "Something's just not right here." Mm. You know what I mean? Why am I sat at home and everyone's out? Do you know? I don't, don't get me wrong. Mm. Now, our age, now you're like, oh, yeah, "I just can't be bothered," and you will just happily sit at home now and watch TV and enjoy it. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but you then, crave that alone time. Be like, "Oh my god, I need to get away from people." Yeah. <laughs> But when you're that age and you're getting invited to come out with um, friends and stuff like that and go to parties and you're not going and then they throw in words like, oh, like, oh, you're boring and stuff like that. It's a bit like, oh, I'm a boring. Why am I boring? Um, but yes. no, I didn't yeah. end up doing college, university like that. Okay. Um, was you scared of going into another environment like that thinking I'm going to end up socially distancing myself from people again and being just sat in? Not at all, to be honest, James, because when I was going into uni, Although I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I wanted the unique experience and I was so yeah. stoked for it. I was like, this is, you know, a new chapter, can't wait to yeah. get independence away from home, all of this. Yeah. But then when I got to it, I mean, don't get me wrong, first year it was great fun in the sense of well, you only work to pass. So you don't really work hard. You just turn up to half your lectures and, you know, blag the exams and pass, really. So, you know, you're partying a lot and your lifestyle is very well there's you have no responsibility and when you're still that age you know you don't really kind of consider the the effects of that lifestyle has on you yeah but um my lifestyle turned incredibly dark and unhealthy right. because um 
you know, uni culture with drugs is quite big. And yeah. I, I, I got into that and um, that's something I'm happy to share because it's part of my like my past. It's my journey of ill mental health and kind of my, my recovery, my healing to where I am today. But that first year became really toxic with my drug use and also yeah. alcohol. But I just, the whole idea of that was me just abusing my body. I had no self-care for who I was, my body, my worth. It was just, just like the lifestyle. And, to, and today as well, it's so easy. Everyone's doing it. It's so easy to get into. Mm. It's just so, you know, it, everyone's doing it. It's so easy to get into. And it probably was then. It's just easy to, do you know what I mean? And people get peer pressured into it, even though sometimes they don't want to. Mm. Yeah, it is unhealthy for the body and especially for the mind the day after when you're oh, down comes and stuff like that. You're just in the darkest moments. Yeah, mate, 100%. And you get into that cycle. But also the important thing to note, in my, in my opinion, is yes, it's a lifestyle, but also a lot of that behaviour and peer pressure plays massively into it. But what people need to be aware of, especially in today's society, is you know what you the actions you do. So if you're taking drugs and you drink or you're drinking a lot of alcohol yeah that cup that behavior comes from somewhere you know i was taking drugs and drinking all that alcohol i was abusing my body not to seek pleasure in the sense of although don't get me wrong some of the highs that drugs give you you know at the time you think wow this is nuts yeah action was for me avoiding the pain i was in subconsciously yeah. i was in a lot of pain but i didn't consciously so i didn't actually think about it i had no awareness of it so that behavior just drove me further and further away from that pain but then what yeah. that then leaves as you say you know the come downs and all of this that's when real kind of neurological processes start happening in your mind where you're the, actually the code the condition of your mind changes yeah and that's what depression is you know people identify themselves as you know i'm depressed and that's what i did yeah but actually I want people to understand that, okay, they're in a depressed state. But the thing with that is you distance yourself saying you're in a depressed state because it's a state of mind. But that shows it can be changed. Whereas yeah. if, you, if, you, if someone says, oh my God, I'm depressed or I'm this, all that's negative self-talk, all that self-talk goes so deep into your subconscious mind where that's where your emotions and all your behavior comes from. You're just reinforcing that negative loop so yeah. something called self-fulfilling prophecy where you know you believe something to be true so it's going to happen yeah it's the exact same on the positive side so if then someone says i'm in a depressed state they're having that awareness of okay i'm not in a great mental state but the fact that it is a state it just shows it's temporary it's not permanent whereas if someone says i'm depressed or i'm i'm incredibly anxious it's, it feels like it's permanent and that's where the damage comes. And that's what was for me, James, was I was like, I'm this depressed person. Subconsciously, deep down, I was incredibly unhappy. And I just felt like there was no way out because I just felt like this was forever. Yeah. So the drug use and the alcohol was a massive, and even with kids today, people growing up today, it's a massive warning sign because... It, it's so common and the fact it's so common and it all blends in you don't know if that person's doing it because like me they're trying to avoid the deep pain they're in or they're just doing it for peer pressure because they're with their mates and they don't really want to stand up to their friends and say no yeah and i think that's a really important thing to mention yeah definitely and like you said 
um, as well on my half, I think depression gets thrown around wrongly too many times. It's if you have a bad day, say I'm having a bad day, you can't just just because you're having one bad day, you can't just put it down to depression. It's got to be at least a f- three, four times a week where you're constantly down. Mm. That's depression where you're more down than you are up. Whereas you know you could ask someone to come out or something and go, oh no, um, I prefer to say I'm down. I've had a shit day. All right, okay, fair enough. But mm. people just throw that word, I'm depressed, too much out there. You know, mm. when it's um, it's been like misused, I feel like sometimes. Mm, 100%. And that's what leads people to not take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. And that's something that, you know, is a big problem too. The fact that a lot of people disregard kind of mental health, yeah. you know, and all these people jump on the bandwagon and be like, be kind to people, be kind to people. And then suddenly if someone says you know, on social media and things and people slate people and the trolls come in, you know, it's like, well, you're obviously not taking people's mental health seriously because you're not seeing it from their perspective, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it just, it winds me up talking about it, but I don't want to kind of <laughs> just go on a rant off on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure but, you you feel the same, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's this terms out there that are misused by people. Um, you know, and then the people that are genuinely, you know, depressed like you was, mm. if you was to, you know, turn around and say, oh, I need help, they would have mm. been like, oh, you'll be all right. You're just having a bad day or something. You know, mm. don't worry about it. It's like, no, no, like, I'm depressed. Like, I'm having more bad days. I'm in a dark place. And they just put it off as, I oh, just having a shit day. You can't mm. use the word depressed. You know, but I feel like it is you, you, depressed is more days than you bad than you are having good so when you was at uni i guess that was the same for you was just just having more worse days was you turning up for uni classes or was you just like not going and using excuses again like school mm. so everyone's kind of experience when they you know when they are really struggling with mental health is different yeah. you know we all have our stories before that you know oh, yeah, experiences definitely. which has led to that state of mind in that time yeah but the majority of my days were I had no energy and I think the biggest thing when I was in that state of mind in that period of my life was I had absolutely no enthusiasm or joy for anything so nothing in life got me excited at that time news which should make me excited I just was I just felt flat I just felt like a walking vegetable where I had no positive emotion the only time I felt positive in my life were two points during that time when I was well one point actually when I was taking drugs was when I was high that's yeah. why I was doing it all because that was the only point in my life where I actually just felt felt good in some uh, you know artificial way don't get me wrong but yeah that's and then why you wake up in the morning feeling bad and you're like I need that high again so you'll go party again that night chase Absolutely. the high and it just comes that cycle doesn't it oh not not even going out James you know I, I would especially in first year we in second year too actually I would wake up smoke a bit of weed and then sober up from the weed and then just do lines of coke in my room and I say this because that was the state I was in that's how badly I kind of viewed myself and the the way I was yeah I was getting to a point where I was just doing drugs in the day when I wasn't even going out yeah but I was so hurt and I didn't know where to look yeah and that was mainly first and second year and Things started to change when fitness came into my life. And this was 
the other time when I felt good in my life when fitness came in was after a workout. You know, yeah. People say endorphin release this, endorphin release that. And yes, don't get me wrong, there is that element. But as I reflect on why exercise is so brilliant, is it allows you to be present. Mm-hmm. So much of ill mental health, negative mental states comes from not being in the present. Yeah. Um, I read this fantastic book recently um, called The Power of Now by uh, Eckhart Tolle. And he just has this, um, he, he just talks about, you know, when you are not in the present, you're very much attached to your ego. And ego leads to things like fear, worry, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it does make me reflect on, there is a, there's a massive sense of truth to that and how I see it now. But back then, all the things that made me, you know, feel good in, in that point in my life was when I was present. Yeah. So when I was in the gym was the only time I was present because when I wasn't present, I was so living in my head about how shit I felt about myself, yeah. how I wasn't enjoying my life, you know, how, how I had no emotion for any, anything. And I felt flat because when you know you're feeling flat, when there is good news and you're like, well, I don't really care. Yeah, you yeah. then do think about that. You, you, you think to yourself, I should be happy. You put that pressure on yourself. And when you focus on that, you then get in that negative loop of reinforcing, I should be like this, I should be like this. So yeah. when you keep having this self-talk, the fact, the fact that I should be this, I should be that, you know you're not. So you just feel worse about that. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's an incredibly toxic place to be in. So going back to your question, you know, I was missing all my lectures. I did, To be honest as well, James, I didn't really fit in with my uni. I didn't fit in on my course. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, yeah, because I skipped those lectures and I was doing drugs uh, outside. I was just in a place of feeling lost, not not accepting who I was as a person. Yeah. And there were times when, you know, my, my housemates, especially in third year, I remember this, they would go out and see friends and they would ask me, but I just would make an excuse. Or I said they wouldn't want to go. And my, we, we talk about this now to my mates, but they said, God, well, why is, um, they used to call me staffs at uni. Why is God, staffs being so boring and all this? Like what, what's gotten into him? And because I hadn't opened up by that point, you know, yeah. all of this behavior of me withdrawing myself was just a way of me coping with it. And, the, and this is why I'm so passionate about this subject now, because all the massive warning signs of someone really struggling with mental health were there. But none of my friends around had any inkling that I was going through what I was going through. And I'm not bla- I'm not sitting here blaming my friends. Like, how would they know? You know, if I'm not really to know certain things, why would they know? You know, yeah. so it's about if you are seeing or listening to this and your friends around you are showing these behaviors or even yourself, it's just bringing that self-awareness in. I mean, yeah. It's not about going up to your mate and just saying, mate, you know, you, you haven't been coming to the things, been inviting to you, are you depressed? Because that's just a terrible way of, uh, you know, addressing, addressing it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just kind of showing that person that you're there in the sense of, hey, James, like, how are you? Not like, how are you? But how are you? You know, just let him know that you care and yeah. you are showing that interest. But yeah, because my friends had no awareness of that, James that cycle I was in was so destructive and it just led to my suicidal phase, which was the darkest place I've ever been in. But um, yeah, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine, um, you know, being in that much of a dark place that you think in other ways to 
end your life thinking that, you know, this is all I've got now. I don't want to be here no more. My head's too much. I'm not just feeling normal. I don't feel right. I, I just want to think of ways to, you know, end it really. Um, I had a previous guy on here saying that his, he was like a war in his head. He was just mm. constantly battling himself in his head. Mm. He's like, um, you know, I just want to end everything that's going on in my head. Mm. Um, you know, and you was probably battling yourself thinking, why, why am I not reacting happy to good news? I need to be mm. happy. Why am I not being like this? Mm. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, I'll get like this, but I'm still not feeling like this. So mm. you're, you're battling yourself in your head and then you're just like, you know what? You know, the dark side's winning here. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm thinking of ways, how could I do this? Do you know what I mean? And, you know, it's a shame that people have to go into that mental state because you're only going to come two ways out of it. You're going to come out of it the way you have or you're going to come out of it leaving a big hole for someone because they've lost you. There's, mm. You know what I mean? There's two ways it's going to go. And, and I'm obviously glad that, you know, you've come out of the right side of it to share your story and help people. Thank uh, you, mate. And with a, with a, with a, when the fitness part, was it anyone ever, like, asked you to go to the gym or was you watching anything, even though you was in a bit of a mental state? Was you just like, I need to do something, like, I'll try to go to the gym? I was very blessed at the time to have the people, the right people around me at the right time. So yeah. when I started going to the gym, it came about, I never really stepped foot properly in a gym. I, I went to the occasional workout school because we were forced to, but yeah. I never really went on my own accord. Yeah. And, and it was just not in my lifestyle. Yeah. And at the end of second year of university, uh, my friends who I was going to live with in third year, they turned around to me and said, right, Stas, we're going to sign up to gym in third year. You know, we only live five minute walk from the uni gym i was like yeah yeah sure sure thinking they were going to forget about it yeah anyway third year comes around freshers and they say on the second day like right okay we're gonna go sign up to the gym you're coming with and i was like oh bollocks because i thought they completely forgot but they yeah, hadn't yeah. and i was just trying to make excuse but oh just let's enjoy freshers week you know let's just do it at the end of the week sort of thing they're like no we're going today otherwise we'll never do it i was like oh shit okay so i went with them but i'm so eternally grateful for that because when I went and I was a complete novice I, I used to be like such a skinny dude who was just not comfortable in my own body yeah. and that was part of the problem and you know whether whether you're on the other side of the spectrum whether you're overweight and really not comfortable with your own skin you know the more because I, I had that gym intimidation thing where I thought everyone was looking at me and people oh, judging yeah. me but no one cares. Like they're in there for themselves. And I quickly realized that because, you know, all these bodybuilding dudes who are like bench pressing 100 kilograms, like when I first walked in, they were more focused on checking themselves out in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And instead of me feeling intimidated by that, I was like, oh, actually, okay, they're not really watching me. And I want people to know that. Like people genuinely don't care about what you're doing in the gym as long as you're kind of trying to better yourself. That's all that matters. Yeah. But, the whole idea of me going with my friends allow me to just stay accountable to it. So, yeah. you know, we, I pretty quickly, me and we, me and this one guy, one of my housemates, because we, we kind of lifted the same, we started going together quite often and we made each other go even when we couldn't be, be bothered. We're like, no, come on, we said we would. But that quickly turned into an obsession because, as I mentioned, you know, that was the only time in my life I was present. You know, I wasn't really on my phone. The only time I was was like tracking the weights. But yeah. me and him, we were in it together. We were trying to push each other with machines. So that was a massive building step because, and not it was only 
the time in my life I felt good. But when you get that first instant of seeing a little difference, you're like, oh, okay, that work I am putting in is paying off. And yeah. that was the pinnacle, James. And I always remember it when I was in my bathroom and just seeing a small, it was a tiny little change, but that change was just what I latched onto. I was like, yes, yeah. come on. And that's when I started to be more mindful of my food and try and eat for my, for my diet in, in relation to my, kind of my fitness goals. Yeah. So those two together really set me off in the right direction, my fitness. And fitness is the most powerful thing in life. Yeah. Because, and the reason I say that is because, and I say this to my clients, no matter what chaos is going on in the world, no matter how out of control your life might seem, the two things that you always have control of are what you feed into your body and how you move your body. Mm-hmm. And if you can control those two, that is your foundation for changes with your mental and emotional health. Absolutely no ends about it. And I know there is elements of you know attitudes towards food which is deep-rooted psychology like how people perceive food and i'm aware of that it's not a case of you either control it or you don't i know that's quite a gray area but if you work on looking to control your food intake there is always that choice there is always that choice and it's just being educated on that choice and that comes from having the right people around you you know investing in a coach who is there to help you not necessarily pt but someone like a nutritionist or maybe even a life coach sometimes they work in that realm but there my point being is there are always resources out there to help you it's not a case of i have no control of my food that's it forever you know there's like with every change in our life there's always resources out there there's always steps we can take to get to where we want to be in that sense yeah. but that's why that shift was so powerful james because i started to focus on the two most important things in my life two most biggest most important controllables and that's what gave me the building block then for more change with my mental health yeah i guess with, with the with the food the right food as well you have more energy and then going to the gym like i can't stress it enough to people that doing a workout going to the gym um you know going on a bike going for a walk going for anything physical or even anything that mentally stimulates you that stops you from thinking of the dark stuff is find something that makes your mind occupied and happy that you're not thinking about the bad stuff and just keep doing that you've got to find something that you really really like and enjoy absolutely Um, so like i'm similar to you i find working out fitness wise um that's the only on my mind i'm not thinking about anything bad it's just point a and point b mm. you know for instance getting on the bike right i'm going to do an hour on a bike it's, you you go into that 60 minute mark and that is it that's a and b you're not thinking about nothing else but moving my legs and getting to a 60 minute mark and that is it people try to need to do the same really and um put it in the head i need to get up i need to go to the gym and that's it Mm. i need to get up and i need to what do i enjoy okay i enjoy doing this i'm gonna do this Mm. you're not thinking about it do you know what i mean i have to keep busy me whether it's walking i can't sit down for too long otherwise (laughs) i can relate that one (laughs) yeah your mind just starts ticking over and you Mm. you know and stuff like that and then you start watching you know tv and you know sometimes you get flashbacks and you're like oh your mind starts ticking over them thinking Oh, 
I don't know if it happens with you, like when you're watching something, you know, you get a flashback and you're like, oh, well, I was doing that. I, I was in a dark place. Like, oh, wow. And then you're like, you start feeling yourself, feeling a bit shit and you're like, I need to do something. Mm. I, I need to get up and do something. And it's just that, as soon as you start feeling that in your head, feeling yeah. creeping, you're like, you need to kick in straight away, thinking, I need to do something. What I like, what, to get it, to get yeah. it. I'm not saying ignore it, don't get me wrong, have your bad days, let it sink in, have a good cry, do you know what mm. I mean? Tell people, oh, you know, I'm having a really down day, this is how I feel, and get mm. it out, that can help you as well. I'm not saying ignore it, but I'm trying to say, try and make those more days than bad. yeah that's you're right there mate it's it's such a healthy mindset with approach what you just said because it's not like with fitness journeys and whatnot it's not about being perfect yeah it's just moving the needle forward 0.1 percent if you're 0.1 percent further forward than you were yesterday then that 0.1 percent compounds into significant changes and that zero, it could even be 0.01%. But yeah. even if that's, you know, journaling your thoughts and getting your thoughts out there, if it's coming to a thing of, you know, resisting that, that you know, that binging snack in the evening when you really don't need it, those little moments, you know, that is small little shifts that compound into huge changes. And, yeah. you know, when I say things like, fitness is like the ultimate hack there will be people out there who do listen to this and have the attitude of well i don't like going to the gym it doesn't necessarily have to be go to the gym it's just moving your body as you say when you're on a bike you go from a to b you're being present even it could be a walk but if you go out on a walk make it like a really empowering and like productive walk so there's so many great podcasts out there you know if you want to listen to podcasts that's to do with your job in terms of expanding your knowledge or maybe on something completely different when it comes to your hobby but just listening to that conversation how getting out getting some fresh air allows you to be completely present and as you said earlier it's all about not thinking about the darker thoughts in your head and the chaos that might be going in your life it's just being in the here and the now and that's what's so powerful about fitness yeah like i'm always saying to my friends when they sometimes like don't feel like doing stuff, I'm like listen, just just come out for a walk, come out for a hike, or come out for on the bike or something, come for a run. I said, and watch your mood after it go mm. sky high. Do you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And that's I said, then that's like a drug. Then you're constantly chasing how you want to feel better. And some days you'll sit there thinking, I really don't want to go. But then when you sit there thinking, but I know the outcome at the end of it. I know how happy it makes me feel at the end mm. of doing this. Mm. You, you can't think of, oh, I don't want to start it. You need to think, well, what am I getting out of this? At the end of it, I'm going to be mentally better. Mm. I'm going to be happy, more energetic of doing what I'm doing. That makes me happy. Doesn't yeah, it's happy. It's, it's, it's when, yeah. So, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's just like, say, when you sat there and you're like, don't get me wrong, I, I do it. I do the same. So, I really can't bother going and doing something. But then you're like, but I know how it makes me feel at the end. Just do it. Just do it. It comes, to, it comes down to having that deep rooted why behind your behavior yeah so as i mentioned earlier you know humans behave i would seek pleasure to avoid pain yeah and if you do attach so much pain to how you're feeling or your life situation you will change and i can give two really strong examples of this on my journey when i was depressed and suicidal i 
had this moment of realization in my head where I was like, Jack, if you don't do something about this, I genuinely don't see how you're going to survive. You're going to be on this planet any longer. So in that moment, I attached so much pain of, of dying of death to my current situation. I just had that moment in my head. I was like, I have to change. And that's when I started to ask the right questions. And another classic was believe it or not before, well, before being a, PT anyway near before my fitness journey when I was traveling I used to smoke a lot because I was in that you know unhealthy lifestyle and cigarettes were cheap out in Thailand yeah. when I came back I was like well you know if you might be going to the fitness industry you can't smoke yeah because what example are you setting and I just attached so much pain to if you smoke you're going to be a terrible example in the fitness industry I changed I've never smoked a cigarette since so when it comes to people's you know situations of how am I feeling right now if you do it for a mental health reason you will always feel yourself more likely being pulled into that action because there are two powerful forces on this on this planet there's a pushing force and a pulling force a pushing force is when you know people say oh you should do this very external or you feel like you have to do it because oh it's healthy for me but that requires willpower and you know willpower runs out very quickly especially if you don't have a deep why but if you have that deep-rooted why when you go to the gym you feel so much better and clearer headed after every workout i work out for my mental and emotional health because it's put me into this new space i could never imagine your friends for example when they go on a hike and they feel great after because they they you said they crave that feeling you know that's a pulling force because it's so compelling it pulls us into performing that action and you don't need willpower because you know that no matter what you always feel see and hear the benefits of that action that you did whether it's fitness whether it's whether it's i don't know you have yoga or going for a run whether it's going for coffee and not taking your phone because you feel more present you feel better with your mental health if you attach so much pleasure to what you're going to do and coming away from the pain of being stuck in your thoughts you will always be pulled into doing that and when people understand those two compelling well, two forces in our behavior that's really powerful because you bring self-awareness into it and when you might be doubting something or if you feel like it's to do willpower then you've got to ask yourself actually am i am i doing this because i want to do it or am i doing this because i'm being made to do it Am I doing this because I, I understand the benefits of it? Or am I doing this, you know, just for the sake of it because it's healthy? And when you bring that awareness in, you actually understand your kind of your current situation a lot better. And I think that is one of the first stages, James, of mental health is the whole self-awareness thing. Mm-hmm. Self-awareness is absolutely critical because I was in denial for years with my mental health, with my state of anxiety social anxiety and also depression i just thought this is how i was but i was in denial i had no self-awareness of my situation the moment i brought self-awareness in that moment i said to you that's when i could start making change because then i started asking myself the right questions and that's when i started writing my thoughts down getting my thoughts out there which gave me the confidence to talk to my family to talk to them to talk to my friends then to go and seek therapy that would never have happened if i didn't have the self-awareness that jack you're in trouble here you got to do something 
and the whole self self awareness is a big term but there are so many different ways that we can bring self awareness into our world but the more self aware we are the more in tune with our state of mind and our emotion we can be and that's when powerful change can happen because then we can put in the right tools and strategies to then live a better life because at the end of the day when you know that something is changing for the better you're going to live a better life yeah definitely yeah i agree with that and like you said you you was writing all your thoughts down and stuff like that so you got yourself out of that near enough yourself do you know anyone who's battling themselves mentally every day are a lot stronger than what they actually think so if you're going weeks and months battling yourself that is unbelievably mentally strong the strength to continue to fight every day and the people oh, can't do this well you can because you're stronger than what you know you are mm. so with you writing thoughts down you, you've opened that door a bit that door's now open then you've gone okay I'm going to open the door a bit more and tell family how I feel okay now I'm opening the door more and telling friends how I feel and then that door ends up fully open then and then that is like this it's out that's it, mm. do you know what I mean? And some people are scared of opening that door because they don't know how they're going to act around them. Are they going to be too much? Um, are mm. they going to treat you differently? Um, are they just going to, like, oh, you know, you're just pretending you just want some attention? Um, and, you know, it's just open up and, you know, like you did, tell your parents and tell your friends. And mm. if, they, if they're too much with you, just say, listen, that doesn't work with me constantly messaging me it makes me worse do you know what i mean or mm. if i ask you to come round for a brew don't peer pressure me to talk just have a normal conversation and if it if i open up just flow with it you know don't peer pressure me into anything mm. and, and for people that don't have mental health and have friends out there who want to help and don't know how to help um with your friends that are just like oh you were staying in all right yeah, yeah. oh no okay no problem you're staying in and he's like you know are you okay Mm. you know it's, you're going to say if you want to get help you're going to say if you don't you can't really help someone absolutely what, what was it like for you telling your parents because I know it's a big thing trying to tell tell parents like I told I told my parents um, and my mum kind of blamed herself for the way it was and the way I was um, you know it's like she was trying to put the blame on us and it's my fault for this reason and that reason I was like, it's not, it's just, it's just what's happened. It's just, it is what it is. Mm. And she was like, I'm always here if you need to talk and whatnot. I won't peer pressure you into talking. And my dad was away at the time on holiday and I told him and his reply was completely different. He was like, um, I won't have the answer for you, which no one ever will. I agree with that. But the next part was, is I'll ring you when I get off holiday. And it was like, I could be on the edge of a cliff by now, willing to jump. Mm. And that's your reply. Mm. You know what I mean? It's and saying, listen, I'm mentally struggling here. Mm. And your reply is like, do you know, you're going to get one of them replies, you're going to get a mum reply saying, I'm sorry, is it my fault? You know, but I'm always here. I won't peer pressure you. That's, that's what I, I found that a good message. Mm. And then you get the one everyone fears, like, oh, yeah, it's all right. I'll just speak to you when I'm back. And it's like, okay, so you don't care. I'll just jump. Yeah, that's. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's, it's and it, in those situations, it's especially when you're really struggling mentally. It's hard to get 
perspective with other people's kind of perception of the world in the sense yeah. of your dad I obviously don't know your dad but maybe from a different generation he was conditioned to not really understand mental health so not understanding the potential kind of significance of your state of mind that's and it's hard to sometimes see that isn't it you might see that now but at the time you, all you want is all you need is empathy and people to just you feel like you're completely supported. And when you don't feel yes. that, you think that person's against you, um, which I'm sure, hopefully, I'm sure your dad wasn't, but that's not easy. And no, you... it's, it, it was like, um, my dad's been through a lot as well. So he he's mentally, like, um, understands about mental health himself because he's gone through a lot. And um, what I think it is, the way I interpret it is was, he sent it saying I don't have the answers because no one's ever had the answers for him mm. so he's trying to say that to me as in well it is what it is like no one's helped me I don't know how to help you mm. whereas he should just say I don't know how to help but yeah. I'm here like do you know what I mean yeah definitely it, it could have come across differently yeah but what was it like telling your parents was 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 it a was it a better approach was there did, did they realise because a lot of people don't realise mm. you know? It tends to be the happiest people. Yeah, true. It's the people that are just like, they just seem boring, but they, they don't show that they really, really deep down struggling. Do you know what I mean? It was um, it was the hardest day in my life, but it was the best day because, and I always say this to people, if you, it's having the confidence to do it, to take that plunge. And confidence can't just be plucked out of anywhere. You have to build confidence. And that's yeah. why the writing my thoughts down before was so helpful that allowed me get that gave me the confidence to talk to my parents because I did that for a while and the confidence of getting my thoughts out there in some form was a small cathartic release but it was a release nonetheless and I just thought in my head well if I can you know get my thoughts out there on paper and have a little bit more of understanding of that I, I I'm not in a great space then maybe I can, maybe I should talk to my parents. So then when I had that conversation, I mean, it actually happened very raw. Like I didn't just come up to them and say it. It happened when my mum asked me a very opening question, be like, what do you want to do about it in relation to kind of my next steps after uni? Yeah. And I just, I, could, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. I was in such a space of, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my life is all of these thoughts in my head and I just burst out into tears and she was like, Oh darling, what's wrong? And, um, I told her, I was like, I didn't say a lot. I'm depressed or this. I just said, something's not right. I'm just not feeling myself at all. I haven't felt myself for a while. I'm not, I'm not really happy. And my mum had an inkling. She was like, I know you haven't been felt right for a while, but I didn't want to say anything. But, um, she was obviously gutted for me and was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. And she was hurting. My dad was hurting because, you know, he, in a very different generation was um didn't really understand what i was going through but he was always been supportive always has been um but he just said i'm really sorry son um and they were just like okay next steps and my mum my mum was very clever about it because she we went in a car trip the next day to um this shopping center and i originally wasn't going to go but she persuaded me and she wanted to get me in a car with her just to be more open about what was going on in my head and then we came to the conclusion the fact that maybe i needed to seek some professional help because she said look darling is 
as much as you can talk to me and your your dad um and we love to help as much as we can but maybe you know what what do you think no she said what do you think is the next best step she put it back on me which is really important when you're dealing with someone who's very fragile in that sense because you've got to make things feel like it's their decision um and i did then turn around to her i said maybe i need some professional help so that's how kind of therapy came about seeking therapy just by having the confidence to you know which came from all writing my thoughts down to then talking to my parents you know then to telling my sister and then seeking a therapist so you you want to build that confidence that would be my greatest advice to people doesn't matter how long it takes when it comes to writing your thoughts down or having a journal or diary or whatnot it doesn't matter as long as you build that little bit of confidence being like i can get my thoughts out there you will build confidence to open up to someone and I think the hardest thing, as you say, is there's always that fear of feeling judged and whatnot. Um, there's so many different things why people find it hard to open up. But that's going straight to the jugular. You know, at the end of the day, you want to change your situation when it comes to your mental health. And you just got to build the confidence for that. And I know that it's hard, but nothing, you know, nothing great comes from easy things. You've got to just take that plunge when it comes to opening up to your your parents or someone close to you you might not be close with your parents but there's always someone out there who is willing to listen to you and that's what my mum taught me she said darling no matter what never feel like you're alone because no matter even if it's not your family or who you might not think we're here for you there is always 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 someone out there willing to listen for you to you and that's so true um that's why there's things like the samaritans out there who are fantastic at what they do they're you know these guys they're brilliant and i can't recommend them enough because they don't know you but they're literally there listening to you you they have your undivine attention so you could be in the most vulnerable space not thinking like anyone cares but that random person who you're talking to on the phone really really does care because to them you are a human soul and that is what matters most so that was kind of how it started when um, James speaking to my parents and I'm forever grateful for um, speaking up to them. Yeah. And like you said, the Samaritans and that are there, they want to go home after every shift, don't they really? And be like, I've possibly helped someone today not take the plunge of ending everything. I've possibly helped them to go speak and see to someone. Um, with me, I've not really spoke to a therapist or anything like that and um, or taken antidepressants or anything like that. And, people can do that I'm, I'm happy i know people on antidepressants they're happy now um i know people who've been to speak to a therapist i'm not saying ever do it it's just that mm. i'm mentally stubborn and strong where it's like i don't need anti- antidepressants i don't think i'm that bad i know how to deal with situations myself now mm. which probably you do now do you know if you feel something creeping in you know how to change it um and it was like uh my mum was like, I'll go speak to someone. They'll be able to like pinpoint what it is and where it's come from. And it's like, well, it's not that really. It's mainly the flashbacks that trigger me, that set me off into mm. like a downward spiral. And it's just like, but now I know how to get out of that. I need to stay active. Mm. Um, it's great that you you have ways of managing that. People, yeah. There's different things work for different people. That's it. And that's why I'm saying like, you know, it's good to hear that you go to therapy because people are scared of going to therapy because mm. what they're going to say and you've got to open up to someone that you've never seen. But Therapy you know is I mean? incredibly powerful. And 
it the thing with therapy is it's not a case of right go to a therapist and boom you're fixed sometimes that first therapist like for me wasn't the right therapist for me just like with relationships with people you're not going to gel with everyone you're not going to click with everyone yeah i was fortunate enough for my second therapist to be really good and to kind of understand me on a deeper level sometimes that might not happen for people sometimes it might be the third time but there is a therapist out there for everyone and not just one there's a few but the hard thing about that is you having the confidence the courage to seek therapy so when yeah. you don't get on with that first therapist or they make you feel like crap you then just write off therapy be like no it's not gonna work for me when actually you just got to keep going and because when you do go and seek therapy and you find someone who is the right match for you they just tap into your mind in the sense of they get you you with with life we always have the answers a therapist just asks you the right questions we yeah. always have the answers and when you come to the realizations in your own mind and you understand your head more and what's going on just from the therapist asking the right questions that's where the change comes and then when you start to understand your head more you start to have more clarity that's when you make real inroads when it comes to that that journey to healing yourself again so that's what i would say therapy gives you it just gives you the most incredible breakthroughs that you can imagine yeah definitely i like the way your mum as well uh, said you know what do you want to do about it because people go to therapy like oh i've been sent by I'm more and more, I've been told I have to come here because, you know, it's going to fix me. And it, it, it may not work. You may go through three of them, four of them, like you say. You just need to find that one. And it may not be you. It may not be for you. You just need to find that something, you know, that is for you. But you've, you've got to at least, you know, possibly try to give it a go. You've got to get out of your comfort zone, which, you know, you've got way out of your comfort zone, to, you know, and adapted to being out there in it. Doing something like this for me is way out of my comfort zone, you know. But sometimes you just got to take that leap and get out of your comfort zone and become a new, better version of yourself. Um, and don't get me wrong, you will have your bad days. I'm guessing you have your bad days. Oh, of course. Oh, mate, I've bad days though now are days that I need in the sense yeah. of when you're on a journey where you're trying to become that best version of yourself i don't see the bad days as days of oh my god my life's crap i think of the bad days like look not every day is going to be how you want it to go but you learn more about the days that don't go so well so just pick yourself up learn from these lessons what can you take from this bad period or where things aren't going well what can you take from this to help you what lessons are there so it's just allowing to switch that on its head and actually using bad in inverted commas actually for your for your benefit because you listen to every successful person out there and i've listened to so many podcasts you know these guys at the top of their game and they always say breakthroughs come after a shit period in their life or they they've they're where they are because they failed more times and they've had more bad days than most people because they've put themselves out there more and tried more and it hasn't worked more but that's why they are where they are so when you get into that kind of mindset that's an incredibly empowering mindset to be but it's just understanding okay how do you get yourself into that place and it's a big it's a massive process it's not just right one week i'm feeling i'm really struggling and the next week i'm not it's just continuous like approach to your life 
of personal development, doing things every single day, as I said, moving the needle forward, just to become that better version of yourself when it comes to your mental and emotional health habits. And when you put those in place, you will notice big changes. And it won't just happen out of nowhere, but there'll be a moment where you might not react to something that you would have before. And you'll be like, oh, I would have reacted to that before. And that's when you kind of can actually get feedback from the changes that are going on inside of you. So if you do that consistently, then you'll be in positions where you're not giving energy to things that don't deserve your energy. You're being able to really effectively manage your mental and emotional health by being aware of your surroundings in terms of the people around you, your job, you know, all of these things that play massively into your mental, mental state. You then can actually start to create the life you want to live in the sense of, I can do anything I really set my mind to when it comes to, I can be happy. I have a choice. I can be happy or I could sit here and just be a victim. And that's something that I used to be a complete victim, but that whole process of that personal development allows you to go from being the victim and think everything's against you to actually being like, things are happening for me all these lessons I'm learning, you know, all the dark times have all been for me. They've grounded me as a person. They've helped my perspective on life. They've allowed me to become more grateful. And when you practice that personal development element, you just live an emotionally and mentally better life. So that's what I would just say to people in the sense of just look to find ways to learn more, to expand yourself as a person every day. And I think the big problem, James, is people are not happy with their work they're not happy in in their life situation but their life situation is not permanent it's temporary it can always be changed but people get stuck into the cycle of living for the weekend and then dreading going to work on monday and they're not just they're not inspired by life and that it really pains me to see because some of my friends are like this and they have defeatist language where they do say oh my god it's wednesday can't wait for friday that's not a life you want to live and that's why mental health problems are so significant in today's society because you know there is that trap of just not being happy with your work and your life but not doing anything about it not looking to read that book on the outside of your job because you're just feeling so uninspired by what you're doing you yeah. find it hard to have the energy to do anything around that and for me although there is a mental health problem i do generally think there's a there's a personal development problem when people aren't looking to become that better version of themselves yeah that's that's right definitely what you're saying and people need to i won't say need to but it's good if people can turn the bad times as like fuel so like you said you have friends that are on a wednesday and they say i can't wait for friday try not use that fuel of i want friday like they're getting excited about friday into something else so with me and um I don't know if it works with everyone, but when you're having a bad day, you can maybe go to the gym and use it as fuel to get a PB because, you know, you're inside and you're like, you're just like rather emotional or you're just feeling very angry that you you get that PB or you go for a run and you, this, you, you're that upset in your head, you, you're running that bit faster and, mm. you know, you need to try use it as fuel to do stuff like and also with with self-doubt when people say you can't you can't do something like if you say oh i'm gonna quit my job 
I'm going to go do this because it's really what I'm into. And they'll be like, oh, are you sure about that? Do, do you want to do that? Like, mm. do you know, no, don't do that. Where, you know, and self-doubt will creep in. But you've just got to be like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And you just need people just be like, yeah, okay, go for it. If not, there's still another job out there. Mm. You know, go for it. If you're not happy, you you know, take a punch, take a risks. You can just come back and get a different job. Do you know what I mean? And I use stuff like I put it out there saying, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna, you know, say for example, I um, it's not an example actually. It actually happened. I broke my leg, and I ended up putting a post up saying, "I'm thinking about cycling twelve hours on my indoor bike." Do you think I could do it? And everyone put no. And it's using that no. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong now. I love that. I'm going to prove you wrong. And I was only two weeks into a training of cycling 100 mile. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to use this. You don't think I can do it? Okay, watch this. You don't think I can do this? And he ended up doing it. So you need to try, use stuff as fuel. 100%. Push you out that door and be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I can do it. If I don't do it, I've still come further than what I would if I didn't. Do you know what I mean? 100%, James. And I love that. That's incredibly empowering. But at the same time, deep down, you had this belief because I'm sure until that point, you must have worked on yourself to have, you know, the belief systems inside to be like, I'm going to turn this on its head, you know, and prove you guys wrong, which is the the healthy and right attitude to have but say that same scenario could have had to happen to someone else but their belief systems deep down you know they would have had the defeatist attitude be like oh yeah and no, i won't be able to do it sort of thing yeah so it's like that that difference between you reacting positively how you did to someone else who would react the other way yeah what what is what is that shift you know how does someone come from that mindset to your mindset and there's no black and white right or wrong but this is what i mean about this is where personal development comes into it and trying to change your life situation yeah definitely people need to just not be scared like i said if someone said they can't do something but they got halfway that one percent better than what they was yesterday they they still give something a go even if they i know some people are self-conscious of what people think of them and it is hard to get out of that you know that that rut i think you know i can't do it because they said i can't do it and it it must be hard to try try get out of that um but i started watching you know like podcasts and motivational videos and i always live by the quote that ross edgley says is be naive to start something and stubborn enough to finish it. And I just live by that every I love day. That. I hang on to it. That's brilliant. I mean, and that's what I did in that ride. I was being mm. naive to start a 12 hour ride, but I'm going to be stubborn and finish this. Mm. Like, and even if I didn't, all right, but I still give it a go. Mm. To, you know, and people start looking at you thinking, okay. I love that, mate. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great quote. <laughs> and as you say, like, this is what I mean, reading or podcasts or all of this stuff, you latch onto, like you've done Ross Edgley and I've done it with so many quotes, you latch onto that so it gives you strength. Yeah. It gives you that strength so when you are having that bad period or if that day has been just shite, you have that quote and you're deep, so deep inside of you that you just latch onto it and you're, 
it comes into you when you need it and it just pushes you on. It gives you the kick, allows you to react positively. Whereas someone who doesn't do that reacts the complete opposite. Yeah. So you've you've completely reinforced what I've just said, which is great. And I love that quote and I'm going to use that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. It was, it was a really good quote and I do live by it. But yeah, it's putting little like post-it notes around saying like, I can do this or getting like stuff off like Amazon, like little frames and stuff saying you're stronger than you, you really are or make yourself 1%. But just little stuff to make you look and think, yeah. That's what I want to see every day to remind me. I don't want to look on my phone and see negative stuff. Like, I don't look at the news at all. I just know it's kind of all negative, And I try to stay away from all the negative stuff and just put all the happy stuff around the house and, you know, look more of yourself mentally happy, even if you can't do it physically. As long as you're mentally happy by doing these triggers and what breeding stuff that makes your mind stronger and makes mm. you want to do more and watching stuff and stuff around the house and having that really good group set of friends around you. If no one's willing to help you and push you and just constantly negative, just remove them. You ain't going to miss them. Too You're right, mate. Miles better. Miles better. But that's another that's another podcast entirely on personal standards. Oh, yeah. You know, and having knowing your self-worth to stand up to people and just be like i don't need you in my life that's a completely different kettle of fish yeah um, but we won't get into that one for today because yeah, yeah, otherwise no. we'll be here for another hour <laughs> no no it definitely is but it's just for people out there listening that you know it'd be good if you could do that um you know with you your circle may be small now you know your family are probably more understanding and always there if you ever needed you know to go around and talk to them Too because right. you, you've already you have that set of people that you just go to don't you Everyone always has that like one person or the family that they go to and just like just talk to and just let it out. Absolutely, but not not everyone has the same emotional support that I've had, no. and I'm I'm aware yeah. that how I'm grateful every day, and I write this yeah. down for my family. I know some people don't have that, but you know there there is someone always out there who is willing to listen to you, and that's kind of my my message for that. Yeah, because you are you are never alone, even though yeah. you feel like it. You are never alone. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's half the reason why I've done this page in the first place. You know, my inbox is always open. You know, mm. you're really good on mental health as well, where you'll happily, someone messaged you saying, listen, I'm struggling. It doesn't matter if you know them or not, you'll be there to support and, you know, they've come to you. And that was really why, why I've done mm. it. And um, I'm glad that, you know, your message came on. Um and share the knowledge and your story to people because I feel like it really will help people. People have been in your shoes before, you know, you know, uni, taking mm. drugs, um, you know, thinking about, you know, doing the unfortunate. And hopefully they can listen to this and be like, well, he's done it. This is mm. how he's done it. I'll give that a go. And if it doesn't work, try listening to someone else and give that way a go until you find your way of doing it. But no, I really do... Um, appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and hopefully together we can you know help someone out there even if it's just one person as long as it's one thank you james it's been an absolute pleasure and just kind of want to finish it on you know people might ask that isn't they don't know where to lurk or they don't know how to turn their situation around but all i would say is to this person is just write your thoughts down because once you write your thoughts down you bring self-awareness into it and as i said self-awareness is the first step 
into creating really powerful change when it comes to your mental health. So that's kind of how I want to finish that message on. Yeah, that is a good message to finish on. But before we go, I'd like to say you've come way out of your comfort zone to now being on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing your face everywhere, which oh. is probably a bit of a shock. Um Honestly, mate, it, it's mental. And if you were to tell me, you know, when I was in that dark place that this is where I am right now, I'd have honestly bitten your arm off and talk, thought you were talking about someone else on a different yeah. planet. But I just, I obviously went on this show to be open about finding love and that experience. Yeah. But I also wanted to be a representation to people that, like, I'm, I'm not like an Einstein or any of that. I'm just a normal guy. I managed to change my life completely around yeah and i know people have the same strength to do the same and yep. i just want to be a representation to people out there being like you can change your life around too so yep. that's why i took that incredible experience and i couldn't say no to it so yeah i guess you'll have to tune in channel four um uh, every tuesday for the next couple of weeks to see what happens <laughs> yeah so yeah if you want to see the face behind the voice um you know that's where to find you. <laughs> but no, oh, Jack, I, I really do appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thank and you for having me, James. Everyone out there, just remember, you are loved. There is people out there that want to help you. Don't be afraid to open up. And my inbox is always open on Instagram, the Mental Health Podcast UK. And I shall see you on the next time. Bye. Thanks, James. <laughs>